So the background as my biography, my history that I've shared several times, and from a background uh, of a like, very humanistic background, well, my father and my grandfather were uh, Freemasons, and it's not about any theories they had. And the background is very humanistic thinking. And I grew up in this kind of thinking. So somehow it was a part of me. And the main thing about this thinking is that you, th that you think human beings, people are good, but in the core there are things you can change. So his whole life, he th my father thought that he tried hard to improve, to change himself with all the motivation he had. I'm very thankful for his life, but when I gave my life to Jesus, I realized there's something different that we can read and, and see in the Word. And I realized it has to do with the, with the um, base of our spiritual life. We speak about freedom and the Spirit, about grace about spiritual breakthroughs, speak about counseling, we speak about things like um, flesh, fleshly life and a spiritual life, and we don't bring things together. So very often our life is like an up and down. It's like the base of the gospel is not being understood in many areas or not being heard for a long time. And that's why I want to speak about Romans 6 to 8. So we're going to study this in the cell groups also. But it's like the main point of the, um, the gospel of Paul. So you're going to have a look at Romans 6 and look at a few verses. It's not going to be boring, I promise. But it's going to clarify things. So in Romans 6, six it's about the life and, and being set free from sin. I'm going to preach about new life in Jesus Christ. I hope it works out. They said I should push a button. So Romans 6, Life freed from sin in Romans 7. We're going to have a look at uh, freedom uh, before the law. We're going to look at the law and, and, and freedom. It says the law is holy and it brings forth something that it leads us into a place where we can recognize sin. And then life in freedom of the and the freedom of the spirit if we want to understand that we have to understand Romans 6 and 7 so these points belong together so Romans 6 so first of all that we understand verse 1 to 14 it's about the new life about the resurrection of Jesus and the cross and the second part it's about the life to recognize life and freedom in Jesus so the one thing is the freedom in the spirit but it's also obedience to be obedient to the Lord so this is an introduction so we want to have a look at Romans 6 6 to 7, that's the 
base of what I'm going to preach about today. I just want to have a look at certain verses here. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with it, with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So we want to have a look at this verse and find this rooted into a whole chapter. I want to read the first two verses, verse 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We die to sin. How can we live it any longer? In verse 14, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under law but under grace. So that's a great message. But we have to understand what sin means. So often we speak about sin. So often we have a very one-sided uh, understanding of sin. Who, who else knows that God does not like sin? God says we shall be freed from sin. And what doesn't work is this up and down and sinning, asking for forgiveness, coming to the front, and it's like a, like a circle connected to a donation, in a donation. The, the word says, I want it to, be, to look different. I want you to be free, to be redeemed from from sin, I want, want you to live a holy life and that you can be free, free from sin. It's, it's, uh, it's been called like, to become holy, to purify yourself. And we want to have a look at the word. So the word hamatia is uh, sin. So this word is being used in Romans 6. So when I have a look at two things, one thing is what sin includes, and the second um, description is the old man, old person. And I think I said that in my last sermon, the sin, sin is like the mistrust towards God. And this mistrust leads to a wrong attitude towards God. And this wrong attitude leads us to, to rebellion towards him. And wrong understanding leads to a wrong action. So there are different levels. So the word hamatia and the translation of it, of it is to, to leave the path, to go the wrong path, to miss something, to not be able to be part of something. So if we speak about sin, everyone would right away say, um, there's so many things in my head, what I could think of when I hear the word sin, um, of all the things you're not allowed to do. But in Romans 6, it's about something different. 
Here, it's about the sin as something basic. When we're separated from God, from the living God, it's a supernatural demonic power. Every person is under the power of the sin. This power com comes external and it keeps him bond. And in Romans 6, it speaks about this slavery of sin. And the person can't do what he wants to And for many, for many people, it's really difficult to understand. You, you think, yeah, you're free, the thoughts are free, you're free to decide, but still we're not. You know, it hap there happens a significant breakthrough where we let go of this humanistic view and realize that since person, since man has separated from God, we can't uh, choose between good and bad, but there is a demonic darkness, dark power, something bad, something objective that keeps man um, back. And only you can only see that when you get to know Jesus. In the family circle, I taught about it. As long as you don't, you're not a Christian. You can you can you can think like, what what does he want from me? What does he want to say? But then you give your life to Jesus, and you realize suddenly, in which spiritual wars you're um, included, and you're bound. That's what Martin Luther says. It's very um, deep-grounded uh, teaching today. And there's a word, servo arbitrio, which means uh, from the unfree will. And in this picture, he describes the, the, pers the man is like, an, like a donkey or like a horse. And it's being... Um, Something, some, somebody's riding, riding this horse. And you can't choose who's riding you. He a special relationship to Erasmus from Rotterdam. And to have a free will is not Christian-like. So sin, we know sin, as a wrong decision you can make. But then there's sin as something bad I do, something I'm caught in. I'm caught in this power of darkness, somebody being separated from God. There's something outside of that that makes people unfree and, and to a prisoner. So here on the slide we can see the, the root is mistrust, a wrong attitude leads to a wrong um, awareness and again to, another, uh, to a wrong action. So Martin Luther says that the man is like a imprisoned creation. And sin is the origin, original um, condition of, of, of man. And since its very beginning, man is, being, is caught from darkness. See in Romans 6, it's about hamatia. So the second word, 
You probably can't read it. It's called Palaios Anthropos. And this is the old man. So, und eigentlich, wir denken, naja, klar, wissen wir doch. Aber es lohnt sich, mal anzuschauen, was damit gemeint ist. And it, it's, it's worth having a look at what is being meant. So, jetzt bin ich eins zu weit. Mal gucken, ob ich wieder zurückgehen kann. Macht nichts. So, das könnt ihr euch schon mal anschauen. Du bist der alte Mensch. So, Vers 6. So in verse 6, we can, uh, Paul says, for we know that our old self was crucified with him. And we know the old man, not, uh, we're not speaking about senior people. But he means something different. He speaks about two creations, two, two creatures. It's Adam. He's, he was being separated from the living God, Adam and Eve, who turned away from God. You can see this in the sketch from Roy Fields, turned away from God, but since then, didn't just continue to live like that, but from there, a power, a separation happened, a curse happened that the that man could never get rid of. And at the same time, it was the beginning of a story of healing of the people of Israel. And then we see a second step, and the line continues there until the very beginning of the birth of Christ, until the resurrection of Christ. We can see something new happening. Something new came to this world. Before that, since Adam, there was the curse of, of death, of darkness. No one could um, get rid of it or could, could uh, surround it. And I wanted to show this to you. In a picture, you should be able to see it now. And you can see. I have to look very closely to see that Adam is written there. It's multitasking here. There's so many things at the same time. But you, you uh, can follow me, right? So from Adam, there was darkness, separation, and then resurrection, the line of healing. And there's a new level of revelation about God. And this new level in your spiritual life, you're going to receive that whenever you understand what the old man is. The whole time, there are attitudes, there are um, conditions that God rejects. At the same time, every, every man carries something inside of him because it's God's creation. So when you're tired, so if somebody is tired, is that sin? If you're hungry, is that sin? If you have fellowship, if you have desires, if you want to be accepted and loved. So then we have these three areas. These three areas. The first one is, we're part of creation. Say to your neighbor, you are part of the creation. 
And as part of the creation, Gibt es ganz the natural needs Amen, everyone yeah? has. Is that say amen to that? And then something is mixing with the creation, which is um, being called the old man. And we have to have a look at what this means in this third area. And that's life in the spirit. The question is, how are we going to do this? How are we going to bring things together? How can we distinguish? When you just thought, hä? I want to have you right there. How can, you, how can I connect this? Like old man, new man in life, uh, in, the, in the spirit. And so often it's like a soup of all of that. We're tired. And then we're angry. Disappointed, mad. Have, have needs. So what is what is the art of creation? What is good? What is all the old man? And how can the Holy Spirit come into this? So somehow we have to try to to split up this this vegetable soup. So if you <laughs> if you want to see the content of a soup, you have to swirl three times to the right and then once to the left, and then you have the everything that is in the soup and on the spoon. So we know when we became Christians that somehow the Lord starts speaking about certain things that he doesn't like. That's how it's, it's meant to be. If you became a Christian, it's the awareness that you're being fine-tuned. So first of all, you realize why you shouldn't um, you shouldn't do bad things, you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't betray the, the financial uh, council. And sometimes it goes very fast, but sometimes it needs a bit longer. But it's about the fine-tuning. It's about the spirit uh, of the conscience being, being fine-tuned. So before, you are very unfriendly to your colleagues. And suddenly, you realize you can't go on like that. God, God doesn't want that. And you realize you've been hurting somebody all the time. You have to change that. So if you became a Christian, you realize there, uh, God says no to certain things. And then when things go well, you feel very sorry and you ask for forgiveness. You try to change. You do your best. And we think if we put a lot of effort, a bit more effort and more effort, something will happen and then you realize no, it's still not happening. And that is this thought that on the very inside of us is something very good. If we try really, really hard, at the end it will be good. Maybe there are areas in which we're very um, successful. You stop lying, you change your language. And it was in my life. I had to change my language. In my family, there were a lot of there was a lot of cursing. Or you start smoking. 
maybe that goes well and you, you can see, oh, things are happen, uh, happening and changing in you. And suddenly you realize there's a deeper dimension of it. Something is popping out. It's bubbling up and you're trying to hold it back, but it, you can't do so. Something is inside of you that you can't get rid of. Something really awful. Maybe not in your life, but it was in my life. Something that doesn't belong there. Something God does not like at all, that's in the deep core of you. Whoever recognizes that, you're very close to the truth. Because then you discover, one after the other, that you're not just sinning, but that you are a sinner. We're not sinners because we sin, but we're sinning because we are sinners. Yeah, it's part of our creation, like a, like a cat catches a mouse um, and then let, lets it go again and runs after it and the, the, the mouse is, is running into the next hole and just before it can go into the hole, the cat grabs it again and releases fears of death. Oh, the, the mouse. That was the mouse with authority. <laughs> The mouse is full of fear, but the cat continues to do so. She just likes it, likes to do that, and she doesn't stop. It's in the nature. Strange nature, right? Instead of reconcile, you harm each other, try to bring things, to make things happen. So often we want to be good people. I don't know how you felt, but for me it was so important that nearly kept me back from really being laid into the hands of God. After, doing, after finishing my school, we had the army um, and I had to go to the army. We had to do these shooting tests. And there, there, we had those, those goals, which were like people, like pictures of people. And if you wanted to be a good person, uh, you tried not to go to the army. But God said to me, I should go there. So we had those pistols, and we had to, to do sh shootings. I had to shoot onto those pictures of people, and inside of me, and it worked well, but inside of me, there was something like, oh, this is so good. This is so, so much fun. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Jobs, this is your heart. From your heart, you can kill. And your heart is nothing good. It was the beginning that the Lord spoke to me. You know, the more effort we, we bring and we try to, to, to surround sin, we can feel the resistance. 
I want to prove this to you. I gave you an insight of the family cell group. You can get to know people uh, the best when um, he or she is under pressure. So if you slept well, it's a nice uh, autumn day. You had a beautiful breakfast on Sunday morning with fried eggs, scrambled eggs. You feel good, you had a good night, your night was good. And you can be so kind, really lovely to people who come to you because everything is going as you um, imagined, right? But then take this good night You're hungry, you're tired, you've been working too much, and then somebody is mad at you, and somebody is saying something about you which is not true, and then people have to get to know you. Then the bad side comes out, which was always there. It was never shown like that. Suddenly you bad to others. Suddenly you point your finger at others. You're so egoistic. Suddenly you let all the bad things come out of you. Or we, we are full of self-pity. Oh, that was a bad day. Leave me, I slept really bad. I have migraines. And because you have the migraines, you can be mad at everyone. And when it goes really good, you realize, oh, that's me. I'm so egoistic. It's so little is about God. I'm so mad. Because I don't have what I want to have. I'm so desiring to have recognition by others. I'm so hurt inside because I don't receive it. Or because I'm not seen. I deserve it. And when things um, go very well, you can see that's, that's you. That's, you can realize, oh, that's me. And, and if things go bad, you, you point at others suddenly. On, about at all the bad things from others. Suddenly you, you can hear yourself and you're like, oh wow, this is me, this is my old man. Such a difference in our life. You know, it's not I'm sinning and then I try to do otherwise, I try hard. It comes out of a dark root, bad root. And if we're really honest, it's inside of you, it's inside of me. There's something really bad sitting inside of me. Something ungod ungodly creature that you can't get rid of. I love Billy Graham. What about you? He said the following. If somebody is being born in a garage, 
He's not a car. And since we're Christians, if we're in a, in a church, it doesn't mean we're born-again Christians. Or another example, if you take a pig, if you rub it and clean it and put a ribbon around it, um, it will, and then let it go, it's going to go into the next uh, dig and it's going to um, dirt himself again. I think some have not understand. I've not understood what, what I just said. We think being a Christian means to, to, to cleanse yourself of religious things and that walk around with a uh, pink ribbon and think, yes, I'm going to stay like that. But as soon as the next uh, dig comes, you just jump into it. And that's what Paul calls the old, old man in Romans 6. In Romans 7 and 8, he speaks about the flesh, which is similar. But the old man, you can see like a line in it. And we've, we've, very often we speak about it on uh, Breaking the Veil of Silence seminars. From generation to generation, we carry an inheritance in our genes since Adam and Eve. And of course, things can be added to it. You're being marked by how you've been raised. Some have too little recognition, some have too many, some have been uh, raised in a very strict home. But all of that um, brings forth the old man. And all the, the, the things you've been hurt at that part of the old man, all the willingness to pull back, to go back, is, is part of the old man. Every child to put yourself um, into the center of attention is the old man. Every offense is part of the old man. Fears are part of the old man. And now, it's not the question, how can I uh, not sin, how can I improve myself, but the question is, how can I get rid of myself? How can I get rid of this, these bad things inside of me? And I asked Joni and Rahel, let they show this to you, how this can look like, very practically, and then we're going to continue. So come to the front, please. The <laughs> it's going to be continued. We're going to have a short break, and then it's going to be part two. Wow, what a beautiful brunch we had. That was a super prayer time. Jeremy Pascal and 
Kim didn't cry a lot. So 15 minutes to the service is perfect. Wow, beautiful autumn weather. It's going to be great today. Oh no. Somebody driving very slow. He can't even read the signs. He can drive 70, not 40. Okay, Rahel, don't get angry. Yeah, I have this uh, counselor's book. Ways to be um, peaceful. How can you can control your emotions? Positive thinking. Everything is not that bad, right? Oh yeah, right. It's not that bad. Oh, it's just a oh, an, an alphabetic guy. Oh yeah, I had a nice brunch, I'm in a good mood, I'm peace itself. Oh, that's super. Oh, he's gone again. And all of my problems. Oh, there's red. Okay, nice. Finally time to have a breath. And maybe time to drive again. It's going to be greener. Drive, drive to heaven. Drive to Hölderlinstrasse. Do not curse. Seek counseling. Uh, let me read, let me read. Soaking instead of fighting. With nice worship. From storm to silence. Oh, music. I bless all of you. I bless you. And you, I bless you. I bless you. Oh, you're so blind. I bless all of you. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, good. That's Mrs. Lutzbach, isn't it? And such a sporty car. Such a bad woman. She, she's, she took away my job. I have to work so hard and she just got it. Okay, Rahel, be, be quiet. Do not go crazy. What does the, 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 my counselor say? No, 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 don't get crazy. Okay, okay, Recognize the strength in your weakness. The strength in your weakness? Anger did not harm anyone yet. I'm sure Beethoven was really angry. He did something about it. He changed anger into energy. Ta 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 ta. That can't be true. Who's parking like that? Da können 
10 people can park there instead of him. And I have to I have to drive around at the very back end. I'm so angry. I'm, I came early and I'm I'm too late. I'm so angry. Does the count this book have any tips for me? Fighting instead of soaking. From sleep to fight. I knew it. It was a nice brunch. All of, all, the, all of the children were quiet. And there was something all that day. It was difficult. I bind it. I bind everything that's late, being late on this day. And I bless. I bless you if you take two parking slots at the same time. I bind you, I, bl I bless you, I bind, I bind it, I bless you, I bind it, I bless you. It, all of that doesn't work. So, are you back to the old? Okay, good. Now we can go to the service, huh? I'm so excited to see how the service will be like. How is it to have this mirror? The question, how can you get rid of this bad person inside of you? I bind and I bless and I bless and I bind. I go to the counseling. Receive blessing, repent. How can I get rid of this bad thing inside of me? I have to do something about it. That's the question. How do these two things belong together? The sin and the old man, how does it fit? So sin is something God does not want. We know that. But the old man, you know, he was sitting in the back row here. And Joni played that. Thank you. Uh, Rahel and Joni, you did a great job. Please give them a hand. The question is, what is the connection here? Is it the same? So you uh, express it differently? Just God wants us to get rid of it. But interestingly, in Romans 6, Paul doesn't say anywhere that the sin is, is a dark power which uh, we have to, to get rid of. But God sees it differently. He says we have to do something with the old man The old man has to leave us. We have to get rid of the old man. And so often things don't happen. Things, you know, it was being shown in a very good way here. You can fight against sin and the bad things. You can try hard to be better, but the old man... Um, has to leave you, has to be banished. And you know, the sin, it, like, it needs like a, like a landing platform. And this platform for sin is the old man. So you can only get rid of 
your sin if you get rid of your, the old man. If you did something with the old man, there is no platform anymore and we're free from sin. It's like a plane which needs like a platform. If it doesn't have it, as long as we are old men, Sin can do with us whatever it wants to do. We can never come out of this de dependency on the, on the old man. If we try to send away the sin all the time, the only way is that the old man has to leave us. That's what Paul says here. Do something against that old man. Because the old man allows sin to, to land. So the next point is, sin needs as power of darkness such a platform on which it can um, act. And this platform is the old man. And that means, in the same measure, we manage to, to get rid of this old man, to really let, uh, get rid of, to really at the very core, to break this, to, to get rid of it, to, to kill it. In the same measure, you manage to do so, that's what Paul says, you're going to be free. There's freedom. So there are some ways so you can see it again, the old man has to go. And then there are wrong ways in the history of religion. You know, we don't want this. There's barely anyone who says, I want to sin. Most of the people don't want to do so. But there are wrong ways to get rid of it. The first wrong way is to... to um, to kill everything yourself inside of you, the penance. You think you have to do the worst to, to, to not do certain things to, to, to um, force yourself to change. Like fasting is a good thing, but if you force yourself to fast to get rid of something, uh, it can become uh, a penance. And this second thing, wrong way, It's like train children. You try to put whatever's inside of your child into, into a form, and children are not being recognized with their personality. And very often you have that problem in churches. The, different, the difference between uh, training and raising children is that raising children respects and, and, and um, supports and, and training is, is like trying to, to push children to be a certain thing. Another wrong way 
dass man versucht, sich immer wieder zu entscheiden. Ihr Lieben, wir haben eine Entscheidung. And in the end, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it only happens if you got really got rid of that old man. It's as if you have a problem uh, with your um, motor in your car, and by changing the wheels, you're going to uh, make it work again, your engine. If you um, do things again and again, you're not going to get rid of it. The fourth wrong way is the change of the old man. The um, um, to, you try to improve your old man. You try through the right steps. You try to get rid of this bad core, the bad thing inside of you. And you put things on top. And I'm going to read in the Bible once more and have received counseling once more. You know, these are wonderful things. We should do that uh, out of the love to Jesus. That's not the question. But we, you know, you're not going to get rid of that old man by doing so. And if I have not understood... I come into this inner circle, especially if you're a Christian since a longer time, you 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 um, become you, you come into this 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 loop, this circulation. Another wrong decision is that you integrate, try to integrate the old man. You have, to, you have to accept it. You have to stop fighting. You have to let go. You have to accept yourself. Some theologians say that, but it's not a biblical way. There's a theology of C.G. Jung. You have to accept the the shadow inside of you, they say. Some say you have to integrate the devil. Imagine how happy the devil must be when he hears that. Some say you have to accept the bad things inside of you, the bad sides. But, beloved, the old man cannot be integrated. You cannot integrate him. In the end, the attitude of Christians not, cannot get rid of my impurity, my anger, my unforgiveness. And I start questioning the, the, the love of God. It says in the word that the sin will not reign over you. But God is very clear about that. Whatever he has for every single one, the sin will not reign over you. And then there's a sixth uh, way of trying. You try to um, balance the deficits through, all, through your own ways, through your own um, actions. 
Selbstwertgefühl oder ein Loch in der eigenen Persönlichkeit. To gain uh, recognition, for example. Whatever I'm not, I want to have it. I, I get it myself. I don't get it from God, but from people. And by getting it from people, I open demonic powers the doors to, to my life. And the first commandment is you should love your God, the Lord your God, with all of your heart, with all of your mind. So then I start um, helping myself. It's, it's like a self-redemption you're living in. Weil man kann das mit deiner Leistung machen, mit deinen natürlichen Qualitäten. Da hat der Wolfhard Magis mal ein sehr. Wolfhard Magis uh, once wrote a book about it. Durch verschiedene Bereiche, durch well, this, uh, different Opferrolle, die ich areas of the role as a victim. I want to suggest you to, to have a close look at it yourself, but I want to come to the solution. God's thinks you cannot get any good out of the old man. The old man deserved death. So what are we going to do about it? And the solution is very easy. God is not the meaning God does not think that our will has to die. That's, a good, that's good news, right? Your will does not have to die. God is not the meaning that our personality must die. God also thinks does not think that your personality has to die. Sondern Gott möchte, dass unser alter Mensch stirbt. But God wants our old man to die. Der alte Mensch ist die Neigung, ständig beleidigt zu sein. The old man is uh, the tendency to always be be mad, to always be offended. Oder die Neigung, uns abzuwerten. Or the tendency to um, devalue us or lies. The old man. All of what is in me and stands against God. So the question is, how can I get rid of it? So we're going to have a look at Romans 6 verse 4. We know that our old man has been crossed with him We're buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So how can I get rid of this old man? The answer is, I can't do it myself. Say to your neighbor, you can't do it yourself. We can't do it yourself. We can't pull ourselves out of this. We cannot do it. I can't improve myself. I can't pull myself out of it. I can't kill my own old man. 
Here it says something different. Our old man is crossed and buried with him. He, God wants to do something that I can do, that you can't do. Sometimes we have to stop right there. Very often we want to do those things. We want to do them ourselves. But there are things God, only God can do. So what is happening with this old man? How can I get rid of it? When does this death uh, happen? Not by me deciding not to do so. You know, we have to repent. But I'm not getting rid of this old man by, by confessing the same and same and same sin all the time. Luther says, we shall uh, kill these sins underwater. So when does it, ha when does it happen? The answer is, the death has already happened 2,000 years ago. Say, okay, Ah. But you know what? It's more than we can imagine. Again, our old man, and have a look at this word, with him has been buried. Our old man has been buried at the same time with him. When Jesus got weaker and weaker, and when he carried the pain in every area of his body, my, own, my old man died at the cross. This awful um, murder inside of me. Very often we have the imagination that Jesus carried our, our, our uh, guilt. But that's not true. He took all guilt upon himself so that I could live. Everything that is between God and you, he took at the cross so that you can live. He took sickness upon him and received complete healing. He took the keys of the devil and he took the old man so that he cannot terrorize you anymore. I want to show that to you. The four results of the dying of, of Christ. He took the guilt upon him. He took sickness upon him. He took death upon him so that we may live. And he took the old man upon him. And the result is complete forgiveness. There's nothing we can do about it. The result is healing, eternal life. And the question is, what is it with the old man? Is the old man risen with Jesus as well? Who thinks that, that the old man is risen with Jesus? No one, thank God. 
The old man has been crossed and, and died. But listen, it's, that's not all. This old man, this old Joost, this old Heinz, this old Guido, the old Gudla, the old Charlotte, has been crossed, has been nailed to the cross. But he didn't stay there, because if he would be hanging at the cross still, he would destroy the air. He had to be buried. And you know what? What is that um, engravement is um, the baptism we had last Sunday? The old man has been buried. Finally, has been buried. Has been put in grave. The old man is not allowed to to destroy and to, to harm the, the, your spiritual air. The old man has been buried. When I got baptized at 18, my old man got, got buried. And the presence of the Lord was here last, last Sunday. Did you see that? And that is what God says. You've, be, you've become a new man with a new name. It's not Heinz, it's not Guido, Charlotte or Jobs. The new name in you is Jesus. You are in Jesus. Romans 6, verse 4. Let's have a look at that. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. You are a new person. We have been buried with him. Put in grave with him. And through that, through Jesus, we've been raised to new life. We should, should, we should keep this and make us aware of it. Not through repentance or baptism in the Spirit. We need those two things. Also not through counseling, which we need urgently. And should not stop to receive ministry, of course. But the old man um, will not be... Um, will not be buried through that. It's only going to be buried through the baptism. It's the death of the old man. And the question is, how shall we handle this? You could think, oh yeah, so that's interesting. I was being baptized 20 years ago. It was a great sermon. Helped me a lot. Thank you very much. It was super. Bye-bye. He sits in, in the car and then there's Yoni in the back. 
Also irgendwas fehlt noch. Something is uh, missing here. Weil das wäre eine echte Täuschung, wenn wir jetzt hier rausgehen. But we such a disappointment. We leave this place and we're like, oh yeah, that's how it was. How are we going to continue? How shall I live? The one thing is to have a relation, and the other thing is, is to, ex to, to, to make use of this um, awareness. It doesn't help if you go to a driver's license and have a good um, lessons, and then you sit into the car and drive the way you want, and you don't uh, stick to any rules. That's very often how it is. Also wie wenden wir das an? Wir so how can we make use of it? Was heißt das? What does it mean? To bury my old life. My old man. How shall I handle it? How shall I live that the, the old man cannot uh, be revived inside of me? I want to describe something to you. Who of you gave his life to Jesus? Can I see? I hope the most of you. If not, please come to the front so we can pray. Something is happening there. You prayed like, Lord, I give you my life. I thank you that you died for me. I give you my sin and guilt. I invite you into my life and I follow you. You prayed something like that. But you did something. What I have happened 2,000 years ago, you um, put it um, into your own life. It's so up-to-date, like 2,000 years ago. You can really ma make use of it right now. It, it became your possession. You understand? And it's the same with the old man. It's not enough that you think in your head and that you know that the old man has been has died and has been buried with the baptism, but the truth and the way Jesus went to the cross and that you received the forgiveness and the grace, the complete forgiveness, who has received this truth? The same way we have to receive the truth that the old man has died. It's a truth and you have to make it valid. How does it look like? The time of checks is over, right? Sometimes you write checks, right? Not too often. But if you transfer money, you have uh, a pin code now nowadays, right? But we have to make it valid. If you have a check, if you, by signing it or by putting your pin into it, you have to make it valid. You have to make the truth valid with your um, passport. If you receive this passport with a picture of you on it, all data has been saved and everything is correct, but there's one thing missing. It's, it's the, your signature. You have to make this truth valid. There's a if there's a um, contract, you receive an inheritance and you buy a house. 
And all the things have been prepared, and it's about signing, signing, signing. You have to, to uh, make the truth valid. It has happened. And this truth, you make it valid with two steps. First of all, with your trust. It's the same word um, as pistis, it's trust. And also the second thing is confession. Romans 10, verse 8. The word is near to you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. You can... These are the two areas. It's the word of the faith that we preach. And then in verse 9, that if you confess of your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here again, you can see how um, for it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So, and then in Romans 6, there's one other, other word I want to uh, show to you before I finish. And that's homologeo in Greek. And that is to, to be like the truth. So what, with what I say, with the truth of God, it, um, it's a, it's a, it agrees with the truth. So and you, you were here once and, and, and carried such a burden, you confessed, you asked Jesus for forgiveness. And at some stage, you, you realize you have to pray this, say, thank you, Jesus, that you've forgiven me. Faith has to agree with the truth. If it's your anger, your impatience, your old life, when the old life was pushing into it, was knocking at the door and wanted to enter your, your uh, home, wanted you to, to force you to, to, to act the way he wants you to, you confess. You believe and you've confessed. Lord, I believe you that you've, that my old man has been buried with you, that through my baptism it has been buried. There is no right of it in my life anymore. The old man cannot terrorize me anymore. I thank you, Lord, that you live in me, that I have received new life. But what if? I feel so bad. I've been treated this and that that way. I feel so alone. I'm so minor. I'm this and this and that. And you have the whole catalog here. You s what truth are you making valid? Which door are you opening? For the old man, right? If you open the door for the old man and he comes into your life with power, and the sin has found a platform. No wonder you're, you're, you're mad and you're hurt and you run away and you flee. And suddenly, you're not in the freedom of the spirit anymore. You're like, oh, this is, it's, all of this is too much for me. 
Because the old man could enter into your home. You opened the door for him. You made another truth valid. You, you signed the wrong check. But it's so easy. It's so easy to, to agree with the truth. I declare that. You realize all the things in you, the, the coffee bubbling up. But actually you're offended, you're, you're negative, you have negative feelings, you can't forgive. You say, I cannot forgive, but of course you can. How can I make this truth valid? This old man has been buried, has no access to, to my life anymore. Jesus, I thank you that you killed, that you took this old man into the grave 2,000 years ago. Lord, I thank you. I don't have to, to be mad. I don't have to be negative anymore. This old man cannot terrorize me anymore. I thank you, Jesus, that you live in me, that I have new life. I thank you that I'm not under this pressure of the old man. You live in me. Your love lives in me. Your power lives in me. I realize something inside of me changes me. I thank you, Lord, that you've made me a new man. It's so easy, right? That's why when Jesus died at the cross, said, Father, forgive them, they do not know what they're doing. That's why he said, it is done. He agreed with the will, with the uh, truth of God. So you have a new name. Behind that is such a power. If we don't understand that, we don't understand when it's about the law and grace. So freedom out of the law. I only have, I have freedom um, from the old man. That's why it's so important why we, why we to have a look at Romans 7. Because freedom in the spirit can only be there when I know that my old man has been buried and that I, I, am, that I am free from sin. And that this platform is not given anymore. To conclude, one more word. You make your, the truth valid with your trust, with your confession. You trust and you confess. Your speaking agrees with the will of God. How often could we have closed the door for old man? But we're going to do it now. Thank God. Let's have a look at the word. Second Corinthians 2 verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession, procession with Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. He always leads us into this triumphal procession. It's freedom from sin, freedom from the old man. He leads us by being in him. And if you imagine that, how, how, can, it, how can you be like in him? 
But in his death, in his resurrection, my old man has been buried. And this truth, to live in this truth, it's a lifestyle. These are words. And they, they, they can change you. So I want to uh, ask you one question. The question is, is it not that so often we've made others responsible for, for what we are? It's so easy. Let's be honest. Let's think about it. How often have we gone against other people because we are we, we have this old man in us? The second question is Do you want to live in this freedom of sin? Of course, otherwise you wouldn't be sitting here. But then we have to finish a lifestyle. A lifestyle that makes others responsible. Family, parents, friends, circumstances. Make others responsible. And to do so, we have to accept in the end that, that our old man has been buried with Jesus. I live a lifestyle in which I, I keep the doors closed. I live a lifestyle with my confession, a lifestyle in which, which my, my lifestyle agrees to the will of God. I live a new lifestyle of faith. I declare that this old man has no power and no rights in my life anymore. Let's stand together and want to pray. Thank you.